This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the short code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. With me today are some magical creatures of medical education, sparkling good magics to help us through these difficult times, shimmering brightly with their love of all things medicine. Say hello to M4, Levi Endelin. Hey. Uh, wow. We're going to have to have a conversation about excitement. <laughs> uh, Maria Mansour is rocking the mic like a vandal. Hello. Brandon Bacalzo is here. Hey, Dave. As well. And I'm excited to welcome incoming M1. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Elias Kavour. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Why did I, I, I was think, I was suddenly sure that I was supposed to say something like Elias, Elias. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> God, I'm the shittiest. No, you're not, Dave. Uh, hello. Uh, you're here early for, uh, for a, uh, for a podcaster. Usually we don't get, we don't get you until, uh, until you're an official, like, M1, but you're here because you're, uh, you're a go-getter and I appreciate that. Exactly. Yep. You're, uh, doing IME. Yep, I'm I. Introduction to medical education in Iowa. Yep. Um, can I can I ask what appealed to you about that? Um, so I was interested in it because I had like a lot of trouble like transitioning from high school to college. Oh man. Um, so, oh man. So freshman year, if you was only rough. knew, <laughs> no, I could totally rough. sympathize. Yep. So I was like, okay, I do not want that to happen with med school. And everyone talks about how like med school, like when you first go in, it's like. Mm-hmm. Completely different change. Like you got to get used to like the pace of that. So, figured I'd get that over with in the summer and then just go for it. Yeah, it's a good strategy. It's a good. It's good if you have that. I mean, what is it's what's nice about the program is that's what it's for. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, when you get when you when when you're offered those kind of resources, you take them if you if you can get them. I mean, it's, you know, we we don't have room for everybody in the program, but um, it's a real sweet idea. I also had trouble transitioning to from high school to college, and then I had trouble transitioning from freshman year to sophomore, mm-hmm. and then from sophomore to junior, and then from junior to senior. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think I'm still transitioning from something to something else. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still having trouble. Oh yeah, when the clock strikes January first of a new year, I know that it's going to be an uphill <laughs> battle. It begins again. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I'm glad you're here. We have. Um, some questions from listeners. I got a little bit of a backlog mm. of questions. So let's start with this question. And I'm, I'll, I'll insert these into the show later. I'm having a little trouble with my, my stuff. Happens to all of us Andy. older men. You're just making work for yourself, aren't you? I know. You? I don't like it. All right, here we go. Question for the older members of the pod. I am turning 33 years old this year. I am currently working in the engineering field and from 2009 to 2019 I spent 10 years in the world's finest navy. I was on submarines and worked in the nuclear power field on submarines who I Fast forward to today I have three kids and two mortgage payments. I am both really motivated and ready to start school and also scared out of my senses. I am potting a lot on the line and risking my kids' livelihood and experiences to pursue this dream. Is this feeling normal? When did you guys know you were ready to pursue medicine? I guess sometimes as people we just need to hear some encouraging words and hearing that everything is going to be alright. 
Well, thanks and hope everyone is staying safe and aware. Uh, thank you for your service. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, okay, so full disclosure, um, we're, we're not as, um, I think the group of us in this room probably aren't as older as, as you are, mm-hmm. except for me, and I'm not a med student, so I don't count. But you were, did, did you go right from? I did. You did. You went, okay. So none of us have that sort of older perception, but I think we can, you guys can all sort of feel that um, anxiety of, am I making the right decision here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. And I can, I can speak to a little bit from, um, so I'm a fourth year and I've seen some of my, you know, some of my classmates um, that have come into, uh, that came into medical school after having had a long time off from school or had other careers and, you know, switched to careers entirely. We've had uh, people in our class with, you know, owning homes and having multiple children, having children in medical school, multiple children while in medical school. Um, we've had people... people not having children, class. not their children weren't in medical school. I just want to be clear. Their children weren't in medical school. <laughs> yes. Although that would be awesome, like going to med school with your dad yeah. or your mom or whatever. <laughs> or that may not be so awesome. But anyway... Um, um, the, the long story short, I think it's it's simply a matter of if if it feels right for you, then it feels right for you. And if it feels like the right decision to make, if this truly is your calling, then 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 pursue it. And those who those who love you and who are in your life will support your decision. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was going to say, like, you know, as for your worries about like, I can't speak to your financial situation. That's, right. that's a super important thing to yeah. To think about. Does anybody have any thoughts about that? Um, I think I, I, I don't obviously We don't have any information. We don't have any information, but um it's it's sounding like this person has a partner that is also probably in the workforce or something like that. Um I know that there are some people in our class that have had similar situations where they have a partner that's outside of medicine or maybe even working in medicine and they themselves are taking some um some time to go back to medical school. And obviously, f- crunching financial numbers sucks. You know, with a capital S, sucks. Yeah, you're never going to run those numbers and go, oh, I, okay, now this is perfect. Right. Absolutely <laughs> I get not. This right. Is, I got this. It's always going to be a stretch, but I think it's always worth it sitting down and looking at like a five-year plan, especially if you're entering into something like medical school. But I think generally, and maybe this is just my my optimistic background, but I think generally you find a way to make the finances work and, you know... On top of that, you'll have loans available to you. Sure, not attractive because the interest rates are high, but not, not not too high. But that's a tangent in and of itself. <laughs> but you have loans to help you out and and help you know finance the lifestyle that you might have lived before medical school, or maybe you might have to take a step down. But you know, generally, I think from a financial standpoint, that most medical schools are willing to help these types of people. Uh, transition to medical school and and still make sure that their family's livelihood is looked after. Yeah, I had something important. I, I had something to say about that um, from the perspective of a parent, which is, you know, remember that kids learn from their parents. So you can teach them that safety is the most important thing, or you can teach them that life favors the bold. Um, if you take the bold route, they may experience a few years of not having the best or the most stuff or, or you know, maybe they, you know, I don't know, don't get to go to private school. Who, who you know, like whatever, um, whatever fancy thing you can think of that you might want for your kids, like maybe they 
can't have that for a little while. But kids are way more flexible than we give them credit for. And if they're very young, you can rest assured that they only need you and your partner, if there is one, to love them and be present for them. If they're older, you can talk to them about what you're trying to do, and they'll probably admire you for it, um, rather than be bitter that they can't have the latest iPhone or whatever. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't worry about your kid's livelihood. Personally, I, I, you know, that's not a super compelling reason for me. As long as you're going to be able to, you know, um, you know, pay the bills, um, you know, you're not living on the street, um, you're able to get them the you know, crappiest possible clothing you can get from Costco, they'll be fine. You know, they'll be great. And they'll, and, and they will learn from their dad or mom. I picked a female voice here, but dad or mom, they will learn from you that, um, you know, that, that it's possible to, to do something cool. That it's possible to do something hard and succeed and get the benefits from that. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely true. On the point of the transition to medical school, um, I can't speak for having even a gap year because I just went straight through. I had a gap semester. I graduated a semester early. Um, but I think there is a point where you are standing on the cliff and you are waiting to jump off and you might not be able to take that leap by yourself. You will need to be pushed in some ways or others. <laughs> um, and I feel like Brandon's laughing. <laughs> um, and it's, it's one of those things where if you... So you hit a point where if you keep waiting for yourself to be ready, you're never truly going to be ready. Um, I can say that for myself because there are some things that I matured in that I would not have matured in if I hadn't started med school. And I could have waited forever and ever for those things to happen. And they probably would not. Um, I am a little biased, but uh, I am one of Elias's TAs in IMEI. So um, there are a lot of schools have programs or resources to help you kind of get started if you feel like you've been out of school for a while or you just want a leg up or you just want to get those gears turning again or whatever it may be. Um, a lot of schools have those resources for you. So I would say the transition is always it's always a time. <laughs> is the way I will phrase it. Always um, a time. It's always a time, but it it's very personal to you and the things that you will need to grow in. And there comes a point where you will just not be ready. And I think my classmates here can agree, and Elias will soon find out. <laughs> yeah, agree 100%. Um, See, so was there any other aspects of that question? Yeah, so I think I, I think the message we're trying to send is, yeah, absolutely, this feeling is normal. And you would have this feeling whether or not you had, you know, kids or two mortgages or Definitely. were coming from uh, the, you know, the workforce or, you know, whatever your situation would be or just coming straight from college, whatever your situation would be, this is how you would feel. Mm -hmm. Because this is, I mean, this is, it's a big step. You're making a big commitment. And if you didn't feel, you know, a little trepidatious about it, I think that would be incredibly weird. Mm -hmm. But, you know, oh, yeah. I, I guess I need to leave room for the people who are just like, oh, yeah, this is this is absolutely, you know, my life. Right. Right. I think in addition, we're neglecting this idea. I mean, we've talked in this circle about having classmates that have been in similar situations. You're going to be going into a medical school that's probably just as diverse as ours. And you'll probably find colleagues that are in a similar boat. Mm -hmm. I know that in that's our class, true. we have 
Um, I think just off the top of my head, two individuals who have children and have spent many years outside of at least uh, yeah. outside of medical education. Um, so there's no doubt in my mind that you'll be able to find some some uh, classmates that you can bond with and sort of mutually vent about your your insecurities and your hopes and your dreams and all of that. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to put in the um, show notes over at theshortcode.com in this episode. I'm going to put two episodes that we did, um, I think it was last year, where we talked about this very thing with some of our past students who were sort of in your same boat. They had children already. They were, you know, like, and they were older than you. Um, they were older than their 30s when they came to med school. There was a there was one year where there was a bunch of olds, and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they probably weren't that old. But the point is that they were like in their forties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had all kinds of responsibilities already, and they came to med school. And the point is that they bonded as, as members of this situation that they were in. They helped each other out. They um, you know co-parented. They you know they worked together to make it work for them. And they're still great friends, obviously. Um, you know, years later. But the point is that they work together to make it happen. They form their own little community so that they could um, achieve what their dreams were. And they're all doing great. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I, like I say, I think it would be normal to feel fear. Um, I'm not going to say don't be afraid because um, that wouldn't work for me. But you're going to be you're going to do great. It's going to work out great for you. And there will be times when it sucks. Um, but I think on the balance, you'll uh, you'll come away from it feeling like, ah, that was the best decision that I've ever made. If this is what you want, go for it. All right, good luck. Tell us, let us know how it goes. Mm -hmm. Keep us informed on your journey. I'd love to hear from you again um, about about your experiences and, um, you know, best of luck. All right, I have another question, another listener question. Um, This one is something that you will all be able to help with. As I come up shortly on deciding to apply to medical school and choosing what schools to apply to, how do I know what schools to apply to in the first place? I keep hearing, do your research and things like that, but how do you do that exactly? How do I know if a school will be right for me by simply looking at it online? Any tips on how to scope medical schools that will best suit my interests and passions? Thank you for hearing me out. Once again, love the podcast and thank you for the help you offer. It goes farther than you guys realize. Well, thank you for asking your question. Um, how did you guys figure it out? Now, we, I mean, I, we have to keep in mind that in the time of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult yeah. Yeah. to do. But remember that, you know... There are there are um, there are things that you can do, and so let's talk about it. Yeah, I think Elias is the freshest. Me, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I didn't really apply to too many schools this year because um, I was doing a master's in public health at right here at the University of Iowa. So um, I applied here because I could do like a combined degree. Um, so that's why I applied here. So I don't know if that like that. So maybe it was like like you could look at the website and go, oh yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a combined degree program. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? How did you how did you go about your search? Um, okay, so I think it's important to first off, uh, yes, it's very scary. Every part of this journey is terrifying, and so I'm just validating you in that. It's I know all of us look back on it and we're like, yeah, it's whatever, but it was not whatever in the time. Oh no, <laughs> no, it oh, was no. not whatever. Um, so 
Uh, I think it's important to prioritize the things that matter to you. So the things that matter to Brandon when he was looking at a school are not the same things that matter to me. For me, I didn't want to move too, too far away from home. I wanted to be within driving distance. So I am actually from the suburbs of Chicago. So it's about a three, three and a half hour drive for me to go home. So it's not a huge deal. If I want to go home for the weekend, I can definitely do that. Um, I wanted a school with a culture that I could get behind, a school that had the same values that I did, um, a school that kind of triumphed clinical skills and um, really pushed for learning those early on. And obviously I ended up here. So that tells you a lot about our school. Um, I was secondarily, when you do interact with the people at the school, you will start getting kind of a a feel for what the culture of the school is. how these people interact with each other. Iowa, and I am not saying this in a biased way at all. I actually promise this time I'm not biased. Um, This was the one school that I interviewed at that I felt like people were genuinely nice. Mm -hmm. Like I would walk down the halls. I had no idea where I was going for my interview or whatever. And people were just genuinely stopping to help me. Like people who had nothing to do with the ad com or anything. Like people were like, oh, do you need like help finding somewhere or whatever? And it's the Midwest nice. And I have interviewed with people who have been like, oh my God, I hate that. Like you'll be walking down the street and like people just stop you and well, that, start talking. When I first moved to Iowa City, people would smile at me and I'd be like, oh no. What the f- you. <laughs> what do you have to sell me? Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like it's a lot more at Carver because I know like the Midwest nice because like I lived in Iowa City for a while but like mm-hmm. people here are a, lot, are a lot nicer. They are. Than like you'd see like across the river or something. And so. I will also speak to the fact that I am I've been living in the suburbs of Chicago for a while and people are not this That's nice. That's not how there. it works. No, no. No. It is not like that. So in summary in conclusion um, start looking kind of like at the values of the school and I know that it's hard to decipher those things online. Um, you can also kind of get a feel based on the questions that they'll ask you in their secondaries, what they're concerned with. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's asking for like, like, how do you begin oh, applying? Okay. How do you start so that I, process? Yeah. And I was going to say, pick up the phone. You think so? Say, the first thing I did, I, and I don't know where you're applying out of, but the first thing I did was just go into, okay, what medical schools are in my state that, uh, you know, it'd be easy, easy enough to, to start researching. And if I wanted to go visit or something, you know, to do, you know, like obviously COVID right now is a consideration, but like they were just saying, um, you know, a phone call would be, would be good too, to, you know, start, start a conversation with um, somebody in the admissions committees or the, the admissions offices, or if they can then hook you up with, you know, if you say, Hey, I'm looking for information on X, Y, or Z about the school. Um, could you give me an email of a student who would mm-hmm. be willing to um, converse with me about these things? Yeah. And if you get, you know, if you're in that conversation, and I always say this, if you're in that conversation, you know, pay attention to the answers that you're getting in terms of, you know, how open they are, how willing they are to help you out. That's how, true. You know, if you're getting the sense that you're kind of a pain in the ass um, and that your questions are a burden, I don't know why this would ever happen. But if you're getting that impression, then that's something important to to sort of pay attention to. And don't reflect that on yourself as like, oh, I must be bothering them. It's it's more of an indicator of what type of institution they are rather than you um, bothering them. Because, I mean, it's partially their job and what they get paid for is to attract. I I would be shocked. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are different levels of helpfulness and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's probably even depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would be shocked to know that a school would be like, yeah, I haven't got time for you. 
you know, figure it out on yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I doubt that would happen. But, you know, if you start getting a weird vibe, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, we, we have our Binnacle Student Ambassadors program. So we have this sort of inbuilt system where, you know, we can say, oh, yeah, sure. We have, um, you know, so-and-so who's doing that. And even if they're not members of the Medical Student Ambassador program, um, you know, we can find someone for you to mm-hmm. talk to. So, you know, use those resources. Um, and um, but I would, yeah, I would say that I would say that the first place to start is, you know, what are your what are your concrete priorities? Can you get that information from their website or from their geographical location or all that kind of stuff? And then to decide whether or not that's the school that you actually want to apply to, start making phone calls mm-hmm. yeah. um, and start asking for help. Mm-hmm. from the schools like and and be upfront about what you're interested in you know uh, if you're interested in research um, then ask about research um, and say I'm interested in a school that is that has a strong research emphasis mm-hmm. um, I hope they wouldn't lie to you right. <laughs> I would think not right. because they want you know we what what we know is that we want you to be as happy as you can be here um, and by being unrealistic, you know, that wouldn't help anybody. It right. wouldn't help you. It wouldn't help us. Um, so, you know, be direct about your questions. Be direct about your needs and your wants mm-hmm. and um, and ask questions. Yeah. So I, I had a different approach. I was playing the numbers game very hard. I was very neurotic because I was worried because of my, my statistics that I wouldn't be able to get into any medical school in the first place. So, but if you're, if you want to um, get a sense for what schools based on your numbers on paper might consider you um, an attractive candidate, there are multiple tools um, I know there's like a Lizzie M score. There's like a MSR. MSAR. M- yeah. MSAR. There's there's the the tool that I would recommend most is first stay off the internet forums if you want to keep your sanity. Yes. Because I was full in on that rabbit hole and I don't think it helped. Um, it helped me it convince myself that I was a a, a, a decent applicant. Fueled but anxiety. If, if you want to. Um, if you have got phone anxiety or whatever, or you just want to take a look at stuff on paper rather than call in, the AAMC has an MSAR um, tool. It's it's something that you pay for. I think it's like twenty or fifty dollars for one year of access. Huge pain in the butt, but it gives you things like um, last year's class GPA average, MCAT average. It'll give you twenty fifth and seventy fifth percentiles for each statistic, ninetieth percentiles. It'll also give you things like. Um, what dual degree programs they offer, um, a breakdown of the previous classes, um, uh, residency choice where they ended up matriculating into for residency. And it, I believe, also gives you a hard number of the total funds they have for research in terms of grants. Um, that might be a valuable proxy if you value um if you value research in a school. So if you want to play the numbers game, if you want to um, if you want to get a start to see what um, schools might be a fit for you in terms of um, in terms of what schools might look at you as a competitive um, applicant, statistically, uh, those tools would be a valuable resource. To I would say always remember, though, that, you know, when you're reading these, you know, sort of, well, the mean GPA was this, and the mean MCAT mm-hmm. was this. Remember that it's it's sometimes hard to know what the spread is, and mm-hmm. and just because you're below the mean, 
does not mean that you have no chance. Oh no, it does you not. Know? And, and, and you know that's that. You know, everybody I think intellectually understands that. But you know, like if you sat down and thought about it. But if it's a me, you know, I'm, I'm a big catastrophizer. I would look at that number and be like, "Well, I'm dead." Oh hell yeah! I and, mean, and so these are just numbers. You know, don't 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 stress out about the numbers too much. Um, just know that you know it's a valuable servant, but it's a terrible master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That you could also deep. use the MSR for other things because I believe it has like information about like what the school's like, um, like well, how big the city is, or like is it like a suburb or is it like huge mm-hmm. like Chicago or mm-hmm. something like that. It, it's a good so. it's a good repository of data compiled by a reputable organization. I think mm-hmm. that's the best way to phrase An it. Yeah. Unbiased organization. And another thing, just one more note about the MSAR, if I recall correctly, that said I'm an M4. Um, I don't believe it included any DO schools, if you're planning on applying DO. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I think they, they may have their own separate data bank for that, um, but that is something to consider, that it, the, that resource does not include information on osteopathic medical schools. Hey, don't forget, listeners, we're having our annual summer listener drive. Now, we're happy that you're here with us. But as you know, this life is all about proving over and over and over again that you have value. And if I stop proving that to Jeff in accounting, I am. (laughs) (laughs) My value is in supplying an endless sea of listeners to our little podcast. And so I need your help. Uh, Our show depends on word of mouth to get people to give us a try. So share our show on the Internet, wherever Potential listeners hang out. TikTok, Reddit, conservative <laughs> conservative social networks, parlor or gab, mm-hmm. flyer on a bulletin board at your grocery store. I guess, yeah. that's, I guess that's, that's not really the internet, but you know, it works. Right. <laughs> TikTok. Share an episode. I would love to see the TikTok dance. Mm, this yeah. is a, Okay. Challenge to listeners. TikTok dance uh-huh. as a way of sharing the podcast. <laughs> I would like to see that as if well. If you do that, I will send you all the pins. No one will yes. get any more pins. Um, Share an episode, take a screenshot, send that screenshot to the shortcodes at gmail.com, and I'll send you a free pin that I made myself. It's our logo, 3D printed and coated with my love. Well, <laughs> actually a hard dome of clear resin. Uh, and then, But I do lift it up to the sky. Uh-huh. Uh, Sterilized. And pray, and pray upon it. <laughs> Sterilized by the sun. Sterilized by the sun. Lift it up to the sky, pray upon it. May the gods impart their own approval for these works. Um, it's just my way of saying thanks for telling the world about us. Um, it'd be great to hear from you. All right. On the last show, I ranted a bit. Mm. What else is new, I ranted Dave? A little bit. Do you Good for you, Dave. I don't remember exactly. It was what about the bars. Remember? Uh, you know, pretty soon uh, people will be interviewing uh, for for med school, and I was sort of wondering um, what kinds of questions would be fair to ask in this current environment. Would it be fair game to say to an applicant since March of 2020, how many bars? Have you been to? What, are you going to punish them if then they say yeah. well, 10 mean, or? No, I don't, you don't punish them. You just don't let them in. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, so here's why I ask. You know, of course, uh, you know, we're reading in the news uh, about, uh, you know, the spikes in coronavirus cases across the country in various parts of the country. I mean, a lot of it is being laid at the feet of uh, young people going to bars uh, and living it up in their college towns. Um, I think this is a fair question. Don't you? I'm going to lay some, some Papa Dave truth on you. If you can't answer that question, how many bars have you been to uh, with a zero, then I don't think you should apply to med school. Mm. What do you, is, that, is that too strong? Is that too much? For you. Oh, yeah. I do recall. Ranted a little bit, and I knew it was, uh, you know, 
Hot take. It was a hot take. It was a little bit of a hot take. I think all of us kind of got in on that. Not going to lie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the only one on the thing. No, I I said some things also. Let's let's hear from this uh, listener uh, who got back to us. Hi, Dave and friends. I just want to call and give some feedback to the comments on this latest show that, you know, if you've been out to a bar, then you shouldn't apply to med school. And I think you're painting with just a little bit too broad of a brush there, because I think there are some circumstances where maybe that's not so bad. Like, personally, I live in a county where there's like two, 3,000 people. We've had like one positive case. And if I choose to go to a restaurant or a bar with my roommates, you know, who I'm living with and isolated with, and we go to the bar, wear PPE, and practice proper social distancing, I fail to see how that's an issue or that would compromise, like, my ability to be like a good selfless physician. Granted, I don't mean to seem like I don't understand where you're coming from. Like, if I live in New York and I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm going to go to a bar and chum it up with strangers, that's across the line, and I totally get what you mean there. And it doesn't even have to be that extreme of a scenario. I just I want to push back a little bit. I think you might have, like, offended some people there. I think there are scenarios where if you're do, you can do the responsible things and still be out in the community at this time. But, hey, talk about it. Disagree with me. That's fine. All the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You're right, I guess. There are probably ways of... <laughs> no, no, look, I mean, you know, like, it, it's okay. always risky. It's always risky to um, to take an extreme position, right? Because there are going to be situations where that exceptions. extreme... There, there are going to be situations. Yeah, there are going to be exceptions. Um, and I and, and we didn't leave room for that um, in, the dis- in the discussion. Um, there are probably ways of socializing in bars that are safer than just going in bareface and spraying your sputum everywhere while pounding PBRs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna speculate that that might be true. Um, and I have been considering this week some opinions um, for about what uh, Z Dog MD, for instance, this week uh, he he dropped a video um, where he spoke about safetyism and it's sort of the idea that to pursue absolute safety is an illusion. Right. You'd you know? be Bubble Boy. And, and we <laughs> right. And we and we can't keep everybody absolutely safe in this situation. It's just not possible mm-hmm. to do this while still having a viable economy. I mean, these are two, you know, the, the only other choice seems to be to like hold up in your house mm-hmm. and, and do nothing, nothing. always. Um, that, and that is so, so long as people are obeying the advice of public health professionals, like wearing masks and staying six feet apart, for instance, we can live our lives in the same kind of reasonable safety margins such as we tolerate with car travel, mm-hmm. um, biking, and other sort of inherently risky activities. Right. Yeah. I it's it does intrigue me this um dichotomy because obviously the country is so huge we didn't in the last podcast episode we didn't leave room for exceptions, but it does intrigue me because you have public health advice that is geared very broadly. And we have communities that are more affected, less effective, more dense, population-wise, less dense. It really is an exercise in disseminating public health information for your particular scenario. Which is really difficult. To it, is, it, it is. It is. And, and obviously, a lot of the resources in public health are being geared toward places where we're being impacted greater. Um, and I'm... I, I, I do think coming from a smaller town in Wisconsin, I think that there are a lot of people that feel as if this information isn't targeted toward them. And it may not fully or be. applicable, yeah. And it may not fully be like this This caller is stating to some extent. Um, so I, I that's 
where my mind is at sometimes is, you know, who is this information applicable towards? Obviously, it's applicable towards everyone in a pandemic to some degree or another. But the minutia of it, I think, is where people are disagreeing on. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I said, we, we took a little bit harder line. We, t- we took a little bit less nuanced of a stance. But... Yeah, I mean, I guess a more nuanced uh, response is, or a more nuanced perspective is probably a good idea. Um, I will say that on the other side, um, you don't really need to go to a bar to socialize with your roommates. Sure. That's not a necessity. But yeah, I get what you're. I get what you're saying, man. I think what what we're trying to get at here is, you know, back to the root of. You know, should should certain behaviors preclude one from pursuing a career in medicine or anything like that? It's just we expect clinicians and training clinicians and medical students and what have you to be good role models and good stewards of the messages that their you know professions and their careers are trying to promote for the good of the public. And that if if we cannot follow those recommendations ourselves, who are we to expect the the people that are listening to us to follow those recommendations? There are so many. I totally agree. And yet there is so many. There are ways that that is difficult as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, none of this is easy. You know, like if you I don't know, like if you are in some way, like let's say you're, um, you know, morbidly obese and you're trying to give your patients, you know, advice on diet and exercise, that's going to be really tough. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everybody's different and there are there's room for everybody. Um, They're all different kinds of bodies in the practice of medicine. It's just, you know, it's just one of those tough situations where. Um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to give advice in that situation. Mm-hmm. I also think one of the reasons that we <laughs> didn't take a more nuanced approach to it is because when you start saying unless or accept or whatever, um, those spoken exceptions, you can twist them and apply them to yourself if you really want to. You could be like, well, yeah, I know that like that, whatever, but that, that, that yeah. can apply to me too or whatever. So I think we were kind of thinking about instances that are closer to kind of what we have back here um, and what we've been seeing and dealing with closely. Yeah. And that's what we were speaking to. But that doesn't really get us off the hook. I mean, we have a national audience. We got it. We, no, I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. Uh, you know, what I'm trying to say is that uh, I think what we're trying to say is that, yes, there are nuances. Yes, there are. Um, uh, e- there are, you know, things that we can take into account instead of being completely like, you know, black and white about stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of a useful exercise to consider the extremes, um, which is maybe a way I, we should have put it. Like, you know, it's, it's a useful exercise to consider the extremes so that we can understand what to do in our particular situation. Mm-hmm. I think um, that is valuable. Agreed. All right. So anyway, uh, thank you for pointing out uh, our error. Yeah. Thanks for the feedback. And always uh, I always like to hear from people, even even when it's uh, even even when it's less than positive. You know, pretty soon, a new crop of MD and PA students will arrive at the Carver College of Medicine. Uh, Elias, <laughs> right? Yeah. You got a lot of money in your pocket right now. You got a ton uh, of you got I you got. 
You got a stack of Benjamins? Yeah, we got am I fast Jeff as a Bezos. mess right now? So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos in the room. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I know you guys have a laser-like focus on achieving good grades, and you'll also be laser-focused on saving money. But you don't always have, you don't always want to save money by skimping on flavor. Ooh. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Which is why I've arranged for a little taste test of national brands mm. uh, versus <laughs> Hy-Vee store brands. Ah. Hy-Vee is our neighborhood, uh, our, 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 I guess not neighborhood, they're, they're, they're a chain in the Midwest of grocery stores. I had never seen one before I came Mostly here. Iowa. And yeah. I actually have still to step into one. It's fair enough. They're a version <laughs> of Kroger or Cub Foods yeah. or wherever you happen to. Ooh. Like you have Pick and Save in yeah. Illinois, it's like a Pick and Save. I have never been in one of those. Mariano's either. Market or something. Oh, Mariano's. I know Mariano's. Uh-huh. Something like that. Okay. Wow, we're just name dropping all the places. Yeah. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> other other uh, grocers are available. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what I have for you to start off with, uh, Levi, Yo. reach behind you and grab the two bowls uh, of uh, fruity O's. Donut O's. So we've got two different. One is the uh, one is the Fruit Loops, and one is the uh, Hy-Vee brand. Okay. So I want you to take a spoon. No, yep, yep. Take a spoon. You can use a spoon to okay. reach in there. We'll use so a spoon. I've okay, got a so. plethora of spoons to keep Oops. the. Uh, don't touch all the spoons. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Nobody grab me a okay. spoon. Okay. So B is on the right here, and A is on the left. Yes. Okay. So let's all. So we're trying to distinguish which one is the. National brand and which one is the okay. cheaper store brand? Okay. I'm just feel free to take multiple spoons if you want to keep if you want to take multiple tastes so that you don't uh, contaminate. Oh, I should just like dump it in my hand. That would I... be a good idea. Yeah, it's this is really a huge challenge <laughs> with our face shields on. Mm. Okay, like <laughs> welcome to today's ASMR mukbang. Um, mm. I'm liking B. Mm-hmm. B tastes like mm-hmm. my childhood. Okay. All right. And A will be uh, shortly Determined. elucidated for me. Okay. 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 I don't remember which one I took. <laughs> <laughs> Eliza creates got, a small problem. I've got plenty. Mm. You can. I think I think I took this one. First. Okay. Okay. Stop judging me, Dave. Should we write this all down on a piece of paper? <laughs> if you like, if you need to keep track. Mm. Yeah. There's there's some paper over there if you wouldn't mind handing me after you've consumed it. <laughs> Your, your fruity loop related <laughs> beverage. So, uh, what are what are our thoughts on uh, A versus B? Well, Dave, I'm feeling that B has a more distinct flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yes. got, it's got hint of almond in it, much uh, that reminds Brandon, me. Brandon, I think you're making this up. Stop it. <laughs> What I'm saying, Dave, is B has got to be Fruit Loops. We got okay. the wine taster of Fruit Loops over here. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. What, what do you guys think? Any, any? Okay, my vote. This done. one was crunchier. A was like a 7.5 crunchy. Oh okay. God! This oh, one no. was like a 5.5 crunchy. Okay, okay so like, make sure you got the right texture. ones there. Make sure you got the right ones. There's no okay. unit. No, 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 the one this closer this to you is A. a. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is a really crunchy <laughs> one. Okay. I, I think A is the is the name brand. Do you think that's the name brand? Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm leaning B. They taste fruitier to me. Like A does not that's taste not as what fruity. what I got. Maybe I got a defective Fruit Loop. In, in I thought you said that uh, it had more flavor. You I, said I B had B, more flavor. Yeah, isn't that what she that's said? That's what I oh, literally what just said. said. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, I, I'm I agreeing with you. Keep up, Brandon. Uh, Keep up. Uh-huh. Brandon. Yeah. Wait. That said, I did grow up in a household with parents who smoked for 20 years, so my taste buds are probably shot. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same. Okay, same. let's try A one more time. 
No, I'm sticking to my guns. B, B have more flavor. Got more. B have more. Yes. B, B have more. B more. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, so we're we're a little bit split. It seems like uh, Elias and and Levi are thinking A is the. Mm. Did I get this right? A is the is the national brand. Mm. Yeah. Whereas and, B is yeah. the and, generic. And you guys and 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 Brandon and Miriam think. Uh, uh, B is the national brand. Correct. Uh, yeah, Miriam and um, Brandon, uh-huh. you are correct. What? Okay. That's right. Uh-huh. B. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you are what? wrong. Dave, Dave, you can't do this. A is the national brand. <laughs> okay. A is Fruit Loops uh-huh. at three ninety nine. Um, High V fruit and frosted O's are in B at two forty nine. They taste fruitier. so. You guys win in mm-hmm. the sense that you get to save a little money. If only I you had You guys cereal get to days. save almost fifty. Well, fifty cents. You guys get to save. Wow, wow. I don't and usually consume Fruit Loops, but look, you know. Well, start. If I was given the option, <laughs> if I was given the option. Well, let's set those aside. We'll okay. try our next okay. one. Uh, uh, Elias, reach behind you and grab the. Uh, potato chips. Let's do it. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Which one's B? Which one's A? B. The A. Eat okay. a little hand sanitizer as a palate cleanser. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm gonna try B first. I think we should. Let's see here. We'll touch one chip. Okay. Are these? These are just original. Love me a podcast that features chewing sounds. Potato you know chips. <laughs> original potato chips, right, Dave? There's no like sour cream and onion. No, I, I avoided uh, uh, fancy okay. flavors. Okay. Thank you. Mm. Okay. Yeah, one of these is uh, Ruffles mm-hmm. original potato chips, and the other one is High V Ripple potato chips. Okay, I'm gonna need to compare one more time, but I'm leaning toward. Well, I won't. I won't say until everybody's. Oh, you're formulated gonna... their opinion. <laughs> I'm not gonna, uh, you know. Yeah. Place my opinion. The, the stakes in are the stakes mind. are high. We mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Let's take more of these. Okay. Now, Dave, I don't know if you know this about me, but I've had a lot of potato chips in my life. <laughs> I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. You might not be able to tell by my um. Some, I mean, slim. You can't, you, you can't always tell. Mm-hmm. My um, my fast teenage metabolism allowed for consumption of a lot of junk foods while playing video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and sadly, I think because of the amount of calories you do have all a somewhat shape, I'm pale, not going to be able to... Yeah, you do have a somewhat pale aspect to you, which mm. might indicate, you know... I think that's called vitamin D deficiency, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> My docs got me on like 2,000 IU. Uh, okay, um, all right. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Uh, Only 2,000? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah. It's been a while since I've had my blood work, so. My wife's been on 50. Oh, wow. I like 50, to. 50,000. <laughs> I like to just, yeah. Take, I just, take I just a have some right nice. To the sun. Uh, I just I have some nice polar bear liver in in the morning, just to get my <laughs> vitamin D overdose. <laughs> That's your vitamin A, dude. Is it vitamin? Oh goodness gracious! Good job, Brandon. No, I'm, that I'm is how much out. we learned in M1. Year. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm dropping out. Anyways, what are we feeling? All right, so yeah, Ruffles. Which one's Ruffles? Which one's uh, High V? Do you think? A is the superior chip. Is it? I yeah. Yeah, I like a, better. a better. I don't know what that means. I can tell you in terms of appearance, the A chips appear to be more 
I don't know how else to, they're neat. It's like okay, even texture. They're yeah. like even chips. The there's, other one's kind of burned. Just, also, yeah. there's no like leftover potato skin around the edges of A. Yeah. If you look at B, they got that a little bit going on. B's got an oilier texture that I'm well acquainted with, and that makes me think that it's ruffles. <laughs> they're also <laughs> much saltier, which makes me not like them as much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm more acquainted with the taste and consistency of B, so I'm going to have to say that B is the national brand. Actually, I agree with that. I'm going to change. I'm changing to B. See? Well, I mean, the question isn't the the question is which is the national brand? Yeah. So personally, I think A tastes better, Mm -hmm. but I think B is the is Ruffles. Agreed. Mm -hmm. They look like Ruffles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're correct. B is Ruffles original potato chips at three ninety eight. But these taste the high V ones are better. The high V ones, the high V ripple potato chips are a dollar ninety nine. Okay, so like two bucks cheaper. All right, and they so taste better. So if you want to, you know, if you want to keep living your teenage gamer years, yeah. toss back some high V ruffle potato chips. Hmm, they're really good. Not a high V, not a sponsor. No, <laughs> other nor is there. They could be. Yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, they could be. High V, hit us up. I could <laughs> use some fuel rewards. <laughs> Yes. I would like to say I have no conflicts of interest. However, if you want to give me a conflict of interest, yeah. we, we will not. We will consider. All right, uh, reach behind. One of you reach behind you and grab the cheese slices. Ooh, what what would a terrible diet be? This without processed American <laughs> cheese yes. food. I didn't although, wait for the rest of the Although, question. Dave, I was just talking with my partner about this yesterday because we were making burgers. American cheese is the ideal burger cheese. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I think you. that's true. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. If you want a nice melty cheese, mm-hmm. you know, and even in like an omelet, I would say. You think so? I absolutely love American cheese. Okay. I'm a little hesitant now, on the omelet. Now, my wife is a but... complete snob about cheese. Sure. And she... I am too, Dave. She finds it the most abhorrent cheese, uh, America, uh, yeah, processed American cheese sure. or whatever. So, yeah, have a taste. Okay. I'm going to um, try B first. One of these is... This I'm going to... This one's A. One of these is High V Singles American Cheese This slices. one is B. A, for two sixty eight, and one is Kraft American cheese slices for two ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mario, I can tell just by the packaging. I yeah, I'm not Great actually action. going to consume the cheese. I'm just looking at it now and observing. Mm-hmm. You want to smell? You can smell the cheese. Yeah, you can. Smell I will the smell cheese. the Open cheese. Open it up, take a smell. Okay, I will smell the mm. cheese. Are you? God, uh, are are you? Uh, <laughs> is cheese a problem because you're a vegetarian? Can I ask? What? Um, yeah, you can ask. I am Coptic Orthodox Christian, so okay. we are fasting right now, which means I'm functionally vegan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have had American cheese before. I sometimes like it, although I'm a little bit snobby does, about my cheese too, does, Dave. Does, does vegan does, so okay, so you you won't be able to participate in the next one either. No. Okay. Okay. I can it's, smell um, it also. <laughs> so A has a glossier texture to it. Oh, I'm no. also noticing some that that might give it away. There's some printing on. The, Don't read the printing. I'm not reading the printing. What? Dave. Don't I've, read the printing. Oh no. Well, there's no actual printing that would give it away. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't but say the brand. It just the mere, says open the mere here. The fact open that here. there is printing on it. You think? Yeah. That, you think it might be a more like, premium product? Exactly. They're like, oh, yeah. okay. Mm. They took the time to print something. Well, no, I'm actually thinking the opposite. 
Yeah, maybe. Because my memory of craft is that it's just plastic. And the plastic... <laughs> <laughs> not Actually... The, not the cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to finish it. Cause I feel like Hy-Vee might be the one that prints it because, you know, their slogan is like, a friendly smile in every aisle or something uh-huh. like that. So they're like, hey, open here. They're, you know what? I didn't take... They're a, guiding you through the cheese experience. <laughs> I didn't know... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice uh, when I was putting this together uh, which one was which. We might have to confer with the source material in my mm-hmm, office there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so what do we, what's the final verdict? We've got... Uh, I'm thinking... B. Okay, this was B or was this A? That was A with the printing. Okay, I will say from a sniff test, <laughs> I like the way A smells better. It smells like cheesier mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. B, which... Smells a little less cheesy to me, but again, so what does I'm that not. Say? Does that mean that that the it generic means, product it, it has a more nothing. authentic? It, it means nothing. Because we're going. This is processed cheese, right? So to be more authentic, <laughs> you have to be more processed. Right. So, that's that's actually so what I was thinking. Processed. To be more, more processed. To be authentic. To be authentic. Processed. If you are a processed <laughs> cheese <laughs> from my childhood. To be more analogous to my childhood, so that's why I'm saying that B is going to be the 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 national craft American cheese slice. Which okay. one had the printing on it? A. I agree A. that B, I think B is the national brand. I agree with B also. I'm gonna go with the printing being the high V one. Okay. So, so you agree. So you agree. Oh, we're, I do. We're in <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Is the printing the B one? I believe the printing was the A one. Printing was the A one. Okay, so A was high V. Uh huh. Oh hey! Did we get it right. We got it right. And B was Kraft American cheese slices. Um, did we? But what was the best tasting? Uh, a was. Printing. A was the best tasting. Printing. I thought B was the best tasting. Okay. All right. So I we're mean, split on that. I don't cheese have much breakfast. of a taste for either. So. Yeah, you know. I don't super like American cheese either. But what's the price point, Dave? The price point is uh, two ninety eight versus two sixty eight. Okay, so you're only going to save like you know thirty, forty, thirty cents. It's a horse apiece. Yeah. How much is that per slice, though? That's a good. <laughs> that's a good question. That is how I think. That is a good question. How much am I saving per slice? Sixteen slices to a package. Don't ask me how I know that. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> About two. Let's move on to the peanut butter. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to need a new spoon for this. Yes. I don't. Two, two new spoons. I, Why? I, oh, yeah. You, thank you, sir. If you want to take repeat tastes, you'll probably have to take a new spoon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or just take a really big glob mm-hmm. in the beginning and throw it at just, your mouth. Just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, sticks. Just do like a, <laughs> do like a catapult <laughs> kind of thing, like gonna, on the visual. I'm noticing, yeah, <laughs> doesn't really work all that well with a shield. I'm noticing some impurities in A here. Okay, are they impurities or are they More authentic? authentic? Uh-huh, there you uh-huh, go. Uh-huh. Gives it character. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I'm just going to say watching Elias trying to put this food mm. around his shield has been so mm. entertaining. I'm just going to say. When okay. Elias was planning on going to medical school, like he was surely, this is definitely what he, he was surely not thinking that Wait, I'm going to spend oh. the next four years oh with plastic mm. on my face. He was, uh, <laughs> he's okay. in it for the peanut butter benefits. This is A. Wait, can this I have is B? B doesn't, it's, it's got more of a... Uh, homogenous structure to it. Yes, um, in A, you can see little speckles of, like, mm-hmm. peanuts. What okay. I will say, for all our listeners out there, midnight snack tip, take it as it is, take some <laughs> take some flour tortillas, 
<laughs> Put some peanut butter on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe some bananas if you want. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say up. microwave it? No, Brandon? you don't even need to microwave it. You just have it as is. Put it in your armpit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for <laughs> that nice additional fermentation. But peanut butter tortilla, it is calorie dense. It is delicious, and it is a great to-go snack. There you go. Mm. Tips to Can I get some tips to live by. Mm-hmm. For your health. Pro, snap- pro snacking tips. Mm-hmm. So how are we feeling? I forgot which, which one, one is which one is the national brand, A or B? I forgot which one in my hand was which, so this is going great. This I think we'll use the national brand if I am correct. And which Brandon, one? Which one B. was um, I don't know. more speckled? Uh, I, I think it was B. You sure? Take a look. Mm. Please check. Mm. We got it. I mean, this is science, guys. A was more speckled. Maybe. No, compared to B though. Mm. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm not too. Is con- that, this is a hard one, Dave. Is that B? Uh huh. In is, your hand right is, now. This is B. Okay. I'm so. gonna go with that one being the national brand. You're thinking that think, B is the national brand? I think B is the national brand, but again, I'm going to say A, I'll, which I'll I think... I'll tell you guys my reasoning afterward. Okay. I'm I'm really on the <laughs> fence here, so peer pressure, I'm going to go with B as the national brand. Is everybody in agreement? All right. Yeah. A is Skippy. Okay. Oh, no, A is the national brand. Skippy Creamy. What? B is High V Creamy. Oh, so what? Skippy costs two ninety nine. dollars uh, High V brand costs $1.50, but it's on sale right now. This is oh, really okay. good peanut butter. The High V peanut butter is really good. I want to keep eating it. <laughs> I went off the, like, the design on the bottom. Like, I was like, ooh, this is like a pretty fancy design. Uh, I knew somebody would do that. <laughs> Dang it, Elias. That's good. Huh. <laughs> versus the rest of us fools actually trying to taste the difference what yeah. the heck alright so uh, last one Ooh. the uh, the tuna test oh no <laughs> I'm abstaining no you can't abstain why you have to eat for me Brandon tuna is just oh, it's disgusting I will say with nothing on it tuna's pretty not okay oh, yeah. I'm, I'm totally abstaining Come oh on. I love tuna I'll uh, I'll uh, at risk. Take one for the do team. Do it for me, Brandon. If I was doing it, I would let you off the hook. Look, uh, you're going to have to do a lot of noxious things in medicine. Mm. Things, yeah. that you, things that you don't. Clinical year, <laughs> Brandon. Let's so go. Chunky? It's time for you to... Like, that uh, one is so chunky. That one's like little pieces. Yeah, we've got... Uh, I'll, have, I'll have the tiniest nibble. One of these, Thank you. One of these is Starkist Albacore White Tuna in mm-hmm. Water for three sixty nine. Mm-hmm. The other is Hy-Vee White Albacore Tuna Pole and Troll Caught... Pole and troll caught, three dollars and twenty nine cents. Mm-hmm. What so, does that even mean? I don't know, but my first <laughs> instinct was like there was some sort of um, uh, massive creature that dwells under a bridge catching the albacore tuna. <laughs> but I think they're referring to a kind of fishing. So there is like a trolling motor in fishing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would like to update our listeners and let them know that Brandon looks like he's about to either cry or vomit or both. <laughs> and he is not even having any of it. No. Do you like, like it is a sliver, like yeah. the tiniest sliver of tuna. I've like, got a cat at home, Dave, and this oh. tuna is, uh, every cat food that we feed him has some sort of tuna variation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I I'm understand. I'm getting some very heavy transference to this yeah. tuna here. Nothing better than, than cat breath. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, you have a cat, Brandon. You're sorry that I have a cat. It's fine. <laughs> I have a cat. I love my cat. Yeah. But man, yeah. she got some stank breath. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um. Yeah. Which Which one do we think is the? Uh, did you want to? Did you do the sniff test? Oh, I have not sniffed. Let me <laughs> sniff. I will be the the person who does the sniffing. Do you eat tuna uh, mm-hmm. regularly? Yeah. I, I like tuna. 
Mm-hmm. But it has to have a lot of augmentation. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Beef yeah, I can't really just gross. eat it. I don't like raw tuna or just plain tuna. Like, Not a tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, I'm going to say I think A is probably the national brand because it smells way less fishy and <laughs> what? Gross. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Unless you think fishiness is an indication of it being fish. I do not take back what I already said. I feel like a good tuna would be like the perfect amount of fishy to where you're like, okay, this is fish, but not overwhelmingly fishy to where you're like, this is disgusting. Yeah. Okay. And that is the point that I'm trying to make. Got it, it just bothers me like how chunky B is. Yeah. Like, do you yeah the like texture's like, all wrong. Yeah. I would rather it be chunky. Really? Uh, Personally. It depends. I mean, like. I mean, you'll notice I'm not tasting these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what a, do we decide? I think A is the national. Yeah, you decide. You think A is the national brand? No matter which one I choose, Dave, I've already lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank I, you for thank, <laughs> thank you for uh, that participating in this misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, B is the national brand: Starkist Albacore White Tuna in Water. Mm. Uh, a is the Hy-Vee brand that's apparently caught by trolls who live on the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> is this for real? $3.29. Pole and troll. Hmm. That's, wow. Oh. A, a tastes a lot better. How do you spell? And it doesn't look that bad. How do you spell pole? Did I spell this wrong when I typed it P-O-L-L? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> P-O-L-E? They I ask think... the fish who they would vote for in the upcoming 2020 election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think P-O-L-E. So what did we learn here P-O-L-E. today? What did we learn here today? I think we learned... That uh, might as well go with the cheap stuff for the most part. I think it was better. I mean, from what I tasted. On the whole, yeah. Don't okay. be, yeah. What we've learned is don't be afraid to dive into the generic brand. It's cheaper. It's a worthy experiment if you can, if you can, you know, stomach it. If it's a <laughs> failed experiment, and uh, you can always return to the to the national brand if you don't like it. But mm, chances are, maybe you will. There you go. Yeah, that was a lovely summation. Three out of five of them, I said uh, the generic one was better than the Mm -hmm. natural brand. All right. Well, thank you for uh, participating in this experiment. Uh, I think we've done a lot of good here today. Yeah. Um, Send all of your savings, listeners, to the shortcodes at Mm gmail.com. Because you can email money. Um, <laughs> and now it's time for that peanut butter and tuna sandwich. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we got to use this up. Peanut butter, tuna, cheese, oh, some chips. The Fruit Loops. Oh, the chips would go really well. Yeah, yeah. Let's make a sandwich. That is our show. Levi, Miriam, Elias, Brandon, thank you for being my co-host today. Thanks for having us, Dave. Thank you for having us. And what kind of garbage person would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else fine podcasts are available. I remind you that your questions are vital to the show because they mean the show can be what you want it to be about. Send questions and comments to shortcoats at gmail.com or you can leave a message at 347-SHORTCT. We'll talk about it on the show. While your podcast app is open, we hope you'll be the kind of listener we're always grateful for. Give us some stars and a review, a text review. Don't just, you know, click the stars. <laughs> Give us some feedback. Let us know if we're doing the right thing by you. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox and our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week. Bye.